0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Our next guest is an author, actor, radio show host and mum. Kate Ritchie is the woman behind the very sweet children's book called I Just Couldn't Wait to Meet You, which is a bit like a letter of love to her unborn child who is now out and about in the world. You might also know her from Home and Away fame, where playing the role of Sally Fletcher landed her in the Guinness Book of Records as one of the longest-serving characters in a drama series. These days, you can find her on Nova's National Drive show with her co-hosts, Tim and Marty. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm very well. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. So, May is two and a half now. <laughs> she is. She was born in the August, so I think she's coming up to... Well, she's a little older than two and a half now. And yeah. And she's, uh, she's a, a ball of... Energy, um, <laughs> and he's talking lots, and is, she's. It, I feel as though now she's becoming like my little friend, more she, of
0: a personality that comes out. Yeah, and, I mean, I, when I know they she can talk.
1: Yes, well, exactly. They tell you exactly what they want, and, and more, more importantly, what they don't want, uh, which is usually comes into play in the mornings when she's telling me what she wants to wear to
0: school oh. or for the day. Uh, and my, are they
1: coordinated?
0: Well, most coordinated? of the time,
1: she's she's a lot more adventurous in her wardrobe than <laughs> I, so I, I do let her just go with that because I find I'm very conservative <laughs> and I think the world will knock that out of her eventually, so um, let her... Let, let her wear her
0: tutus and let, jeans yeah. and I'll go for it. Let her do what she wants. So you're on drive now, but you were doing breakfast yes. for a while. Yes, yes. How... I mean, sometimes those sorts of shifts can help with family life. Sometimes it just knocks you sideways. How have you found working with having a toddler?
1: Yes. Uh, Look, I have to say, as far as being a working mum, which is the way you described me, um, I I think I have it very good um, in that... um, Doing the drive show means that I can work from home in the mornings most of the time, except on days when I have other, say other commitments. But on a basic radio day, I work from home in the morning, and I don't have to head into the studio uh, until about. Ah, but you
0: just said sorry. I have to stop you there. Work from home in the morning. Yeah. With a well,
1: that is a work in progress. <laughs> That, I, was like, when it, does yeah, that I was getting to that bit. I'm trying to kind of make it all sound very lovely and glossy and like I've got it all under control. But I was only talking this morning to somebody else about how um, that element is still kind of tricky. And there are days, as much as I know I'm blessed to be able to spend as much time as I do with May, because that is, it's probably more time than the average working mum. But there are days where I. Pray for um, a call time of seven thirty, so that I can get up and get out of the house and not have to do any of those other things. Um, but yeah, but th- th- that's that's basically on a uh, on the normal day, I head into into the Nova Studio at at say about at about two o'clock, um, and. I do try and tick some boxes at, at home as far as work goes. But, well, that's why you're laughing at me. I always <laughs> find something else to do. And I also feel that kind of, goodness, if I'm at home, you know, I should be making the most of spending time with May. And and as I also just said, she's so – everything is so interactive now and she really wants your attention. And and I'd, I'd almost rather her not be there or me not be there than both be in the same house and not kind of being with each other. Yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. So that – that's what I mean about praying for an office or for someone to tell yeah. me where to
0: be in the mornings. <laughs> I totally understand that. And um, what are your favourite
1: things about being a mum? Oh, I i was only talking uh, over the, the Easter long weekend with a girlfriend of mine about how May has, you know, we, we, all, we all talk about... What we're meant to teach our children and 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 what we need to impart into their kind of little lives, um, but um, I don't know. I think what I enjoy most about it is what May has really taught me, and I think it's 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 a lot to do with me having a very kind of public life and growing up on the television and having to share a lot of my life and and in some ways being quite a a, a private person. Um, bordering on, you know, having a little bit of anxiety in some in some areas, uh, she has just taught me that you you have to embrace the day. Do you know? Because that, well, a little person doesn't allow you not to embrace the day. Um, and um, I was reflecting on when May was only little, and I had to start going to mothers' groups, so or I went to a, a reading a, a weekly kind of book club at the at the library at the local library. Um, and the idea of doing that just sent me into an absolute spin. It was it, that part of it was more stressful than, than having a baby, you know, <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking, yeah. Oh God, now I have to go into a room full of people who, you know, I'm not trying to talk myself up, but uh, chances are they are going to know me and I don't know them. And they're now judging me in this really new kind of world that I'm in and I was so worried about it and I think now two and a half years later that that stuff just doesn't even that's not even on my radar anymore it doesn't mean I don't worry about things and just the fact that she really gets me up she gets me out of the house and she's taught me those things about I, and I, I think maybe, maybe the bottom line there is that parenthood is a real leveler. That's exactly what We're I was. We're all thinking. the same, yes. you know. I mean, yes. yes, our lives are different in lots of ways, but the fundamentals are are all the same. So especially I think especially
0: that not wanting to go out and look like a complete fool.
1: Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, when when yeah. And now I can't wait. Like, may play soccer one day a week, and there, that's like, I just can't wait to get there. Get me into that hall with all those parents. That's my favorite part of the week now and I would not have learned those skills um, had it not been for May.
0: And you mentioned um, one thing that is very unique about you. I don't think there are many people who can say they grew up in front of Australia quite yeah. the way you did. <laughs> um and we have seen that, I have seen that there's an interview that you did, I think, a while back where you said that May is pretty much the only person who doesn't have a preconceived idea
1: yeah. of who you are. <laughs> Which is a little deep and sad. When I when I, <laughs> when I read back on that, I'm thinking, oh, you're saying too much about how you have handled your upbringing or how it perhaps has affected you, but it, I feel that so strongly that... When it's just May and I, you know, my family adore me, of course, and my husband. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I've got lots of great friends who just take me on face value. But really, that little person, I'm just her mummy. And that's actually the one job I really want to be great at. You know, it doesn't matter how many other people say, oh, you know, even my book. Oh, it's a beautiful book. Or, oh, I watched you grow up on the telly. Or this was great. Or all of those things, yes, are lovely. But... Just when I know that I'm doing something well with her is kind of like the the greatest achievement, and she loves me in my jammies. Yeah, right. she loves me with bad breath in the morning. She like, lo- yeah. you know, like you're, you know exactly what I'm you. saying. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's so. They're, yeah, they're the they're the greatest. And they're things. like a
0: um, they can be a new beginning. Children can't they? Because it's a
1: new beginning. Everything's new for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. I just. I I think I. Not that I waited to have children, but I, you know, I did, certainly didn't rush into it and now I'm just wishing I'd done it earlier. <laughs> now, Especially Kate if I Ritchie's have to have <laughs> six children, like, you know, that's expected of me.
0: I think I left it a bit late for that. I was going to say, now Now we can say that Kate Ritchie's going to go on to have a huge family. <laughs> a brood. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I am speaking with Kate Ritchie, author, actor, radio show host and mum. Um the other thing about, I guess, being a, a radio host with co-hosts like Tim and Marty, mm. do they
1: have kids? Yes, they do, and they're the fathers of, of daughters as well. Oh, really? Uh, well, but Tim, <laughs> Tim actually, they both have two children. Tim has a boy and a girl, and Marty's is the father of two. Lovely little girls who are all kind of school age. So,
0: and do you find uh, the parenting conversations do they happen on air and and what oh, what's that like? Do you know what I think that our show
1: our show is is unique and I and I'm not sure if it, it perhaps more in the drive slot you you don't have to share as much or our show we kind of cover every ridiculous story that's running around in the news but not necessarily a lot from our own. Lives. There's plenty of parenting conversations that go on during the songs, not yeah. fit, not actually not fit for air. Um, uh, uh, but um, we we kind of don't do we don't do a lot of that on air. But I think that it, it's a very good example of yes, you know two grown men, two grown men who act like children kind of for two hours a day, I think. I mean, very skilled <laughs> acting like children. Um, but between four and six, they are just these completely different personalities. And then uh, what I love is that, I, and I often describe Marty especially, who can be quite blunt and, and and cutting even to our listeners at times. He's I describe him as a big bunny rabbit, you know, and I yeah. think that's because he is also a parent and, and he goes home to his family as does Tim and I guess what it proves is that parents are also human beings who have lives outside their houses.
0: (laughs) Occasionally. Yeah, God forbid. (laughs) Speaking about not perhaps needing to use your own personal life as material on your show, which must be really refreshing, I guess, for you. How do you feel about the kind of scrutiny you have from the press Mm. when it comes to your personal life with May?
1: Yeah. Oh, look, I don't. I don't like it. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone would necessarily like it. It, It'd be like somebody gossiping about you in the schoolyard, except then having to go to the newsstand on a Monday and reading about it. Do you know? Like I said, of course, I, of course I don't like it, but I also have to understand that as a result of what I do, then there's an interest. I just wish people knew I was much more boring and my life is actually much more boring (laughs) than it appears. I mean, I'm living some kind of rock star lifestyle according to everybody else. Um, But I just can't get bogged down in that. And I think that maybe when we, we're talking about what our children have taught us or, or some of the great things about May is that maybe my, my priorities and what I feel is important um, have changed. People can talk all they like, but I'm busy like living that life. You know, I don't have to, I don't have time to be stressed out about it.
0: What about Mae's privacy? Does the Australian paparazzi, does the Australian media have a respect for her privacy cuz what a lot of parents already struggle with mm. is posting photos of their yes. kids on Facebook.
1: Yeah. And where have, is that? Fi- where is that line? Yeah, because what I find difficult is, do you even have a Facebook? I do. I do. Well, I was, say, well, I, was, ma- I, was I was forced to have uh, to create one many years ago by my manager, who was saying, "There's this thing called Facebook, <laughs> and everybody's doing it, so you need to get on board." Uh, I, I, I do have a Twitter account, and I am on Instagram. I do. I, you know, I self censor, and I and I think that as a as a mother, that's my right. So if I choose to. To post a photo, unfortunately, or fortunately, or whatever you, you know, however you want to see it, that photo becomes everybody else's um, property and it and it does go on to create lots of stories and things like that at times. What I'm really conscious of is I, I don't want May to be different to the other children in her class or the other or different to the other children even in our family. Why can't I post a photograph of May because I'm so incredibly proud of her like all of the other parents because I'm overthinking about what's going to happen to it. You know I don't she's not old enough to understand that yet, but I would hate for her at some point to feel as though there's some kind of embarrassment attached or, uh, you know what, I think Mm. we're all still working social media out. I don't think we really know what we're kind of dealing with. No,
0: of course (laughs) not, but it's interesting. You've almost got the reverse of most parents are like, oh, will my child be embarrassed at this huge digital footprint we've left on them? Whereas you're like, maybe she's going to be really insecure that I didn't post enough.
1: (laughs) Mummy, why didn't you ever show my teeth? I've got great teeth. (laughs) Why didn't you show
0: that picture of me on the potty? That's what my daughter's going to be saying. Thanks for that, Mum. Yes. Me doing a poo didn't need to be on social media. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you actually, I think you're actually doing her a favour. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you think that um, working mums are judged more harshly than working dads? Because as you mentioned, I mean, on-air radio personalities, that can be a different thing when you're talking about drive, commercial shows. You've already said your co-host can be quite different on-air to when they go home. Yes. Um, But do you think that you'd probably be scrutinised more because you're a woman?
1: Maybe. I think that the people that do the most scrutinising are... Ourselves, You know, I think that I put myself through the ringer much more than anybody else would be even thinking about it, thinking about how much time I'm spending. Oh, I get to work from home in the morning, so I really should be making sure that that time is spent with May, so I'm utilising that time. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The dialogue is just like endless. So I think really I probably do that more than anybody else. It's easy to say, but we have to try and get to a place where it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. You know, like we're all just working it out as we go and there'll be times where I'm working far more than I am at the moment and May will have to call me to, you know, hear the sound of my voice or turn on the radio to remind herself who mummy is. But for now, this is the way it's working and I've just got to kind of plod along and stop judging myself too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: good point. Um, so I just couldn't wait to meet you. Yes. Obviously was while May was still in you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: Are you thinking about continuing to write for kids? Yes, I, I am. And going back to our the, uh, the early part of our discussion about time management and working from <laughs> home, I think there are people waiting for books. Um, <laughs> but I haven't. Uh, yes, I am slowly working on things Um, and once I stop uh, beating myself up about not spending enough time with May I will have time to write another book Um, but yeah I I, I do want to continue to write and I've got I have loads of loose paper at home, which is actually how this book started. So I do have faith that they will make themselves into a book at some point. I do want to continue to write. I love it. And I always have. I just have never made the time for it, which is kind of everybody's
0: battle, I suppose. Well, particularly when you're a mum with a young child. Yes. (laughs) Kate, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, thank you for having me. That's Kate Ritchie. She's a National Drive host on NOVA, and her book for children is called – just couldn't wait to meet you. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.